Good morning, ladies, Moxie sisters. Uh, it is Cheryl Kaiser, and it's time for our morning cup of Moxie. And I, um, so last night, if you're on uh, the email list, you received a uh, Moxie note from heaven. Uh, I've started those up again. And um, new header, a little bit of a new look, and uh, but still some inspiration that God has put on my heart. And uh, <clears throat> if you're not receiving them uh, or the Moxie Diaries, let me know and we'll get you started. Also wanna make sure that uh, if you're here in the group, uh, in the closed Facebook group, uh, the group will be archived on uh, February 1st, which is a week today. And I encourage you uh, to join us over on the new Moxie Sisterhood over on the Mighty Networks. So if you have not joined yet or have not uh, opened your invitation or maybe uh, you're not on the email list that you received invitation quite yet, let me know. We'll get you invited in. And it's an awesome network. It's kind of like going from trying to have this group and this party in a loud restaurant in some corner at, you know, a big table to our private event room. And it's super organized. I'm excited. I'm talking to different people on different things and posting uh, on different topics that are easy to find and there's more coming. So anyway, enough about that. <clears throat> so I hope you had your moxie this morning. I have had my fill for now. And uh, I'm super excited about today. This is uh, a first uh, Moxie, uh, morning cup of Moxie in uh, about a month. I've been doing, taking a break and uh, posting uh, greatest hits from uh, morning cups from the past. And uh, so what I've decided is to make some changes now. So this will be a Zoom call. You are invited to join in anytime. And uh, we'll post it uh, in the Facebook group for this week, and then and also in the um, uh, the new the new group platform. So, with that, this week, uh, what I talk about both in the uh, Moxie knows from heaven, I had such an amazing, yet so simple discovery last week. I don't know about you, I strive so hard to like make sense of so many things. And I keep trying to do it on my own. And then I throw up some prayers like, oh God, please, you know, just help me make sense of this. Like I have all these parts and pieces and all these wonderful Moxie sisters that, you know, are, are with me and what am I doing? You know, and I try to make it so complicated. And, you know, I've even had coaches and friends tell me like, it's just so simple. Why do you make it so complicated? <laughs> even my husband is like, why do you turn this into a project? You know, it's just, just accept it for what it is. So with that, last week, I, um, <clears throat> I follow some other photographers and other people like we all do. And I was just kind of looking around this one guy's website. And I don't know, it, something clicked. And what he was doing was simple and getting the message across and inspiring women. And I'm like, that's all I want to do. I just want to encourage and inspire everybody to be seen and shine on, which is kind of like my lifelong tagline. And, you know, it's like, and be strong and all the things I've talked about. And it was just, 
there it is. Just so simple. Just say it like it is. Own my story, which I've never really shared a whole lot about. So there'll be more about that coming. It's like, and I just felt the Holy Spirit telling me like, that's your foundation, your faith, your photography, your coaching, you know, your story of how you came to this place and stand on that. And it was just, I just sat there in awe. I couldn't even journal at first because it was, it kind of happened during my journaling time. And I literally just cried because I just thought back over the last four or five years since I've, you know, developed the Moxie sisterhood, since you have joined me here and you've seen me kind of pivot this way and, and, uh, you know, I, I know that God works in us. We are a work in progress, ladies. We are, we are forever evolving. And I've had many ahas before, but it's just amazing how each aha seems to like click something more into place. Like I'm stepping that much closer to what I am called to do here in the Moxie Sisterhood and called to, to do to encourage you and inspire you that you're amazing just as you are, because we are made in God's image. Anyway, so that's what led me to, <clears throat> to write literally from my journal. I don't think I even tweaked anything. And <clears throat> that's the email, the Moxie, uh, the note from heaven that you would have received. So I'm going to take a second and, <clears throat> and read it to you, uh, because I do feel that it's worth, uh, worth sharing. Um, and there is a little, question for you at the end, because I just sense that you may also be overthinking things or over planning or turning things into a project, like maybe like I do. So the title is simple. So simple. The answer was there all along, but I kept looking beyond and around. Surely it can't be that simple. Let me try this. Nope. That's not the answer. Let me try that. Nope. That's not it either. I come to the threshold of the open door every time, an invitation to step through. The next chapter of my journey awaits me, free of charge, nothing in my way. I just have to choose to step. Instead, I study, I overthink, I overplan. What's on the other side? Should I be afraid? Should I be prepared in some way? How do I know I'm ready? What happens if I'm not enough? Not worthy, not good enough? But those are questions of the world and a focus on things that didn't go right, real and imagined from my past. As I ask those familiar questions, because I've asked them over and over again, I'm aware of something with me. He's been with me all along, step by step, seeing to my preparation with me through the dis preparation with me through the discouragement, through the pain. He's been my encouragement anytime I stop and seek him and he provides all the answers I need. I focus my questions to him. I need to see new opportunities, new dreams, new ideas. I'm sorry. I begin to see, <laughs> can't even read my own thoughts. Um, <clears throat> No need to overthink it. No need to study how others have stepped through that door. Their journey was different. No need to fear. Time to refocus. 
not on the doubt of it, but the excitement of the journey ahead. Choose to step through. The door is open. The drawbridge is down. I only need to decide. I have the answers already. They've been there the whole time. Mine for the seeing, mine for the accepting, mine for the asking. It's his free gift to me, grace, peace, purpose, mine for the asking. This journey is mine. I take his hand and I choose to step through the door. I breathe. Oh, why didn't I see this before? I ask. Well, you weren't ready yet. You needed to trust and ask and decide. You simply needed to see your life vision journey through my lens. Now it's time to soar. The word soar is my word for this year. <clears throat> so that's why, and it's uh, inspired by uh, a verse in Isaiah. And Ginger Drew is, is joining us. There's, good morning. Good morning. I was, I was just reading through my email from last night and uh, that was inspired by Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 7, 8. Um, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So to you, Ginger, and all our Moxie sisters out there, um, what door is standing open right now, inviting you to step through that is free. It's open. All you need to do is decide. And will you do that? So nothing like putting you right on the spot. <laughs> oh, it's, it's totally a trap door. <laughs> no, it's, it's a wide open castle door. Actually, I, I found out that in the email, it, it was sent out last night, um, I included a photograph, but in my Yahoo email, the photo didn't show up, but when I opened it in the browser, it did. So to all the ladies who, you know, check it out in your browser, but it's like a castle door that I photographed back when we were in Germany and there's like a drawbridge down and you just can't quite see around the corner what's out there, you know? And so the whole premise was <clears throat> my, my aha last week that prompted my writing this and how it's like, I come to the door, I come to the threshold and I make a hard left because it's like, oh, it can't be that simple. Like there's gotta be something more to it. And then I overthink over plan and over everything. And so do you experience that as well? Are you asking me? Yes. I wanna see your shining face. Oh no, nope, 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 that's not happening. Do I, do I over plan? I used to, now I don't plan anything. Yeah, you just go with it. I just make it up as I go. So you get to that threshold and it's like, cool. There's an exciting something on the other side and you check it out. Oh no, I just gave up. What? No. <laughs> I just gave up. It's just, I'm tired, Cheryl. I'm just tired. Where you have to have your moxie adventure. <laughs> Every day getting up. And putting pants on is an adventure. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, you know, so ladies who may be watching the replay of this later, um, yeah, comment below. Are you giving up when you get to the threshold of that door, thinking it's a trap door? <laughs> Um, oh, I'm pretty sure it's a trapdoor. I've been back and forth over the bridge a couple of times, and it's like you know, rotten and collapsing, and the gators are underneath me. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out over here right now. Uh, but you know what? I know you. You're a fellow ginger, and you would fall through that trapdoor. You would straddle that first alligator and be off and running like uh, Indiana Jones or something, showing my age. <laughs> no, normally yes. I'm just, I'm tired. I, have, I just have to, I'm just being honest about where I am. I'm tired. So what, what, what can, what can maybe reignite something in some new way that would make you not feel tired? Is there something? Probably everything not blowing up in my face. And taking a break, which you've told me you're doing. Yeah. Just kind of resting, which is good. Pants, pants are not part of my repertoire right now. <laughs> Skirts, obviously. No, just... That's right. <laughs> Leggings are a stretch. That's a big day. <laughs> I'm hoping soon that I'll be wearing a kilt. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if we can actually come out of quarantine and march as a pipe band again. There I'll, you go. I'll have a kilt. That will be my one exception to wearing to, to wearing dresses because I swore when I left my full-time job in 2007, no, I'm sorry, not 2007, 1997, I'm off by time, <laughs> that I would, I would, you know, leaving corporate America, that it would be a dark day if I had to wear pantyhose and a dress again. Um, so usually only for a wedding, <laughs> which has only been like two of in my life in the last 20 years, but. <laughs> <clears throat> but a kilt would be next. That would be the exception. That would be fun. No pantyhose necessary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, resting is good, but in it and in and of itself, choosing to rest is also a door. You know, you're, you're choosing to walk through the door of personal care. Right? Sure. Because you're not static. I mean, you are in the sense that you've chosen not to do certain things anymore, or at least for a while to kind of regroup and find your moxie again and reignite it. Yes. But that's walking through a door of peace. Ah, all right. That's, right? That's, that's the door I walked through then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective. Okay. Right. <laughs> I walked through the door of my house and now I've turned it, locked it behind me and I'm not leaving. <laughs> and that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing uh, for yourself for, you know, self-care and taking time off from the alligators and rotting trap doors? <clears throat> Don't know. I clean up puppy pee a lot. You have a new puppy. I send her to daycare three days a week. That's my self-care. So I have okay. three eight-hour stretches where I'm not cleaning up pee. The kids, the kids do need to have some time away from mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves it. She loves puppies. Go play with other puppy puppies. Care. She loves, yes. She loves her little puppy daycare. I am glad to hear that. And then, so I don't know. I, for me, sometimes the 
having peace is a hot bubble bath with no interruptions when there's nobody else in the house. That's right. I, I am on this weird kick. I have a very paradoxical personality where my parents were so on either end of the extreme of whatever, you know, quirk or personality trait or whatever they were, they were the diametrically opposed to each other, which makes for an interesting mix. And uh, so now I'm on this kick. I, my Yankee thrift will not let me throw anything away, but my desire for freedom and space and I can't freaking deal with all this crap anymore is making me want to throw everything out. So I spent all day Saturday like baking empty candle jars to get the wax out so that I could throw them away. Okay. Because they can't be, they won't recycle them if they have chunks of wax in them and that kind right. of thing. Right. So I gathered every candle from every space I could find. I'm sure I'll find 72 more as I did through stuff. <laughs> Just for a little background, my husband and I moved from one big house to a bigger house, opened an Airbnb, so we had to buy more stuff, rented the house that we left, and then a year later sold that, so all the crap had to come here. And then, what, six months after that, uh, cleaned out his parents' villa in Florida. So our house is just packed with stuff. Packed with stuff. But yet I can't, I can't just throw it away. There's nothing wrong with it. Sell it, donate it, yeah. recycle it like you're doing. Yep, I am, but you have to find all of it <laughs> first. Like there's all this half complete stuff, right? Like, well, there's the bedspread. I know it has pillow shams. Where are the freaking pillow shams? You know, <laughs> that's that. So it will make me physically ill to donate half of it and then find the other half later. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's like donating an outfit and it's like, well, you can find is the suit jacket and you can't find the skirt or the pants that goes with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally understand. Cause you know that whoever finds it on the rack at Salvation Army or wherever will be like, this looks like part of a set. <laughs> Cause the tag yeah. says so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, one bite at a time, I totally understand. But, um, you know, when you're over kind of overwhelmed with stuff I go through phases where I'll pick a closet, like all of a sudden, well, actually it happened on Saturday. <clears throat> I was cleaning because our daughter is flying in uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday for the month of February, pretty much. And uh, so I need to kind of turn her room back into uh, her room where she could also work because she'll be working while she's home here. And it wasn't messy or anything, but it was like, well, all right, I have to take this stuff and put it someplace else. Well, I'll put it in the other spare room, which is my husband's really his man cave office, whatever, um, which has his piling system because he doesn't believe in a filing system. And uh, so it's like, well, in order to bring this over, I have to do this and this. And I was going to take that, you know, nice filing cabinet downstairs to my office space, which I have now behind me. Um, but there was no space down here. So it's just like this big like shell game and moving stuff around and trying to clean and vacuum and you know you pull something away from the wall and it's like ew I haven't dusted back here in a long time um get the vacuum out um so yeah but it's like in the meantime and I'm making this pile of stuff to donate like I haven't worn this in two years that's going there like or a tchotchke you know just a little knickknack or something I'll be looking at a shelf and dusting it's like you know this is nice I don't remember where I got it 
you know, the things that are meaningful, I don't want to get rid of just randomly, but I'll look at something like, it's just a glass thing. And I, you know, probably got it as a grab bag gift or something and it's cute, but you know, it's taken up space. It really doesn't mean anything to me. I put it in the box for Salvation Army with, with the endless number of mugs, water bottles and clothing I don't wear. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, there's always a collection box going on out in the breezeway and we just add stuff and then I drop it off at Salvation Army. And it's cleansing. It's making space for new, new things, yeah. new, and not even necessarily things, but just, you know, space in your soul too. I just too. want space. Yep. I want to not have to move stuff to get to stuff. I uh, go through that when I walk into my mother's house, who also has the Yankee thrift. As oh you know. my God. Um, I, I tend to look at her thrift as more of borderline hoarding, but that's a different story. And all I know is that, I, and I try to, at her age, explain that if there's something that's really meaningful, uh, absolutely, you know, keep it. But if you're not using it and it's meaningful, give it to someone that it would be meaningful to, you know, like, all the Christmas decorations or something like she doesn't put anything out anymore. She lives in the woods. There's no one to see the things. So if it's meaningful to her, like ask my brother, I would we like it so that we could display it or enjoy it. Um, and, uh, and other things like, you know, a bowling ball on the, you know, on, literally front and center on a shelf in the garage. And it's like, mom, like you are 82 uh, years old. <laughs> you haven't bowled since 1974. Like, why do you have a bowling ball? Well, you know, one of these days, I'm, okay. Oh my gosh, is that a New England thing? One of these days? Yeah. I've probably heard that more than any other for, phrase on the planet. For, for the ladies watching, Ginger's mother and my mother actually live in the same town in Maine and Ginger lives not far from there. And so, yes, yeah, so when she's referring to Yankee, it's the state of Maine, possibly New England, certainly the state of Maine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And my mother wasn't from Maine originally. So there's a Yankee thread running through, I think a lot of people at that generation. Um, in your case, you lived in, are from Maine. So <laughs> it's in your DNA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, yeah. So, you know, the, the verse that I was reading when you signed in, um, about, you know, knock and the door will be open to you. And, you know, so often like the things we need and we know we need, like you're taking just time off from everything of life just to regroup and refresh yourself. Um, you know, you could have done it all along. We just need to remember to ask, you know, knock on that door of peace and self-care and give ourselves permission to do it. And I am super glad that you have given yourself permission to do that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, what, do you have any advice for Moxie sisters who may be not giving themselves permission or whatever to not take care of themselves and take time off who may be feeling exhausted and I don't know, discouraged or whatever? Any advice for them? I don't know if it's advice, maybe just an observation. Okay. What I've, part of clearing the crap is saying no to the constant requests from, you know, from people for me to do something and I always feel guilty, you know, if I say no. 
Um, but that's pretty much the word that comes out of my mouth all the time now, like, sorry, can't help you. Sorry, can't help you. Sorry, can't help you. And, uh, you know, my, my, my rider dies are right there with me. Uh, and the people that only gave a crap about what I could do for them have faded into the background and I don't miss them. That's a, that's a problem being a, uh, usually moxie women are the ones people go to because they know that we can handle that much more. And, you know, what I had to learn too, kind of along the same lines is saying yes, just because we feel guilty to say no, maybe taking away that request from someone who would find satisfaction in serving in that way, you know, like driving someone to the airport or, you know, babysit or whatever, you know, if we're always saying yes, and our heart's not in it because we know we're really shouldn't be doing that or can't or something, um, you know, by saying no, we're giving them the opportunity to find someone who would be happy to, you know, um, and often too, it doesn't have to be no, it can be, I'm sorry, not now, you know, so or I can't do that, but I could do this right, Where I am right now. This is like a flat no. <laughs> yeah, I can't do <laughs> well, and that, and that's, you know, protecting yourself, you know, protecting your, your core so that you can kind of take a breath and we'll get back. Yeah. Cause it, it's just got to a point where I would, if I said yes, I was just turned into a raging resentment. Yep. I understand that. Yeah. Of, you know, the, the moment that I needed something, if, if I mustered up the, you know, the vulnerability to ask, it would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. Okay, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I see how it is. Yeah. And it's, it's hard well, to say no, because then people are disappointed too, you know, and, but they get over it, I think. They do. The good ones do. Yes. Like yes. I said, my, my writer guys are still, are still there. Uh, my, pardon the expression, my bitches that have been my friends for decades. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, so with that, um, I challenge the Moxie ladies. So what door is standing open for you to step through and will you? So I would love to know in the comments below and I hope you have an awesome Moxie week. Cheers. Oh, <laughs>